0: Interaction, Canada Sportsbook. Ho, 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 what a win. Welcome everyone to Game Over Calgary. My name is Peter Klein, uh, and this is a podcast about a Calgary Flames team that just won one Heck of a hockey game. Uh, Coming up on the show today, we're going to talk about how they won it, how they almost lost it, and uh, a couple of things that I like about uh, what's going on with the Calgary Flames right now. As always, please remember to like this video, uh, subscribe to the channel, share it with your friends, all of those fun things as we try to grow this program. And also, do want to remind you that if you want to bet, you can do it at Sports Interaction, Canada's sportsbook. Football continues, basketball is back, and the hockey season is well underway. Bet pregame, live in play, or on one of our many prop bets. Made for Canadians by Canadians. Sports Interaction makes it easy to deposit, play, and cash out. Join now and see all sports betting has to offer. Head to sportsinteraction.com sdpn. That is sportsinteraction.com sdpn. Ontario only 19 years and older. Please play responsibly. The Calgary Flames coming off of a shootout win, 5-4, over the Panthers of Florida. Holy smokes, Robert summing it up perfectly in the chat, what a game. Calgary taking a 2-0 lead, then very so politely, how Canadian of us, handing it back. To the Florida Panthers on a silver platter behind the goal um, they exchange goals a bunch it goes to a shootout and as we all predicted Rasmus Anderson with the shootout winner sending the Calgary Flames to a victory 5-4 over the Florida Panthers one of the top teams in the NHL a, a couple of just like quick ones a this was a heck of a hockey game. Like, just in general, th- this isn't a game where you're, oh, wow, like, the, the, the Flames really got away with one. If the Flames only got a point in that game, I would have been on here and saying like, ah, you know what? You lost to a good team. That That's just, that's what it's going to be. But this is the type of game that I feel like the Flames can now build on. And I know that we've said that a bunch. Well, not a bunch, not as many times as we'd like, because the Flames haven't had so many, well, you can build on that one so much as, hey, you need to build now. But... This is a game that I think the Flames can now start to progress with a little bit. And it does seem like they have some combinations that are working. Specifically, with Adam Ruzicka on that top line, he has been exactly what you are looking for, from a Flames perspective. And the thing that I love about what Razichka is doing right now, is the confidence with which he is playing. There's that set play off of the face-off that he scores his second goal on, it is a quick face-off back to him, and you have to be 100% committed to, I am going to get it, I am going to shoot, and I am going to score, if that play is going to work. It can't be, okay, I have it, let's load up and shoot, because at that point the goal is square to you, and while your shot is good, that's a shot that most NHL goalies are gonna stop. But because it's such a quick release and such a, a confident play from Ruzicka, he is feeling it right now. And it is to the point. Like I I like that they are giving the kid a chance. And we'll get to that a little bit later on in this program for sure. I like that they I like that they're giving him a chance. I didn't love that he was on the top line. Don't change it now. For sure don't change that now. Because he has been everything you would want from a top-line player. He plays with size. Maybe not as quick as I would necessarily like, but he, he's he been finishing really well. And this is a team that, just looking at it, they haven't been finishing, or they don't necessarily have the finishers that you would like to see with this group, right? Like, they, they there is a lot of guys who can play make, right? Like Huberto, one of the best passers in the league. Um... But they don't really have that, like, you, you saw it tonight with, Barkov had a really good shot. Kachuk had a couple of shots where it's was like, oh, that's dangerous. The flame, like, Lindholm can. um, Toffoli can, although I, I I, worry that that is slipping a little bit. The Flames don't have, like, that big shot that you worry about. Ruzichka might have it. The, The, the way, again, that he is able to get that release off is really impactful for this Flames team. And now you can set things up, like, I thought that this was one of those no passengers games. Fourth line was a little... okay. But overall, like, I I thought that top line played really well together. I thought there were spurts where that second line looked pretty good. And while I don't like Hubert O being on a third-line situation, and I think him with Backlund and Coleman is a weird fit, but it worked. They they created a a couple of opportunities. Coleman gets a goal. They had a couple of other chances where it didn't necessarily go in for them. So, for the Flames now you have three lines that are are starting to work again and the luxury of being able to have Ruzicka in that top line almost knocked over a bunch of stuff on my desk in that top line where you are able to uh then spread out the the rest of the talent further on down your roster just gives this team a bit of depth and it, it really felt like in this game tonight there was no easy shifts for either team I will say all the credit in the world to the Florida Panthers. Um, I, I know sometimes we can kind of forget about them. They're in the Sun Belt. It's whatever. But they, they're they really good. That's a really, really good hockey team. And there was there, there was no breaks on either side. But the Flames did not look out of place playing against the team that won the President's Trophy last year. Maybe they're not quite at that level. Obviously, they've gone through a number of changes as well with the, the whole trade with the, the Flames thing. But... The The Flames did not look out of place against one of the top teams in the league tonight. And I think Calgary can take a lot of positives from that. We talked about the trade. It's the big storyline going into this one. And it, it kind of sticks around the whole game, right? Like, Huberto is still... Like, someone coming out of college, still trying to find himself in this world. And instead of a six-month backpacking tour through Europe, he is trying to figure out what he is and who he is on this Flames team, while getting the ever-loving shit kicked out of him every night in a hockey rink. But I do think that he is starting to, to figure it out. And I think Uyghur definitely cover things in front of your net a little bit better on that one goal. I think it was the third goal. But... I think he is starting to to figure it out as well. And then on the other side, it's Kachuk and Sam Bennett and Ryan Lomberg, who is still certainly in the league after that, uh, after we saw that fight with Gilbert. But... For for this game, you knew that there was going to be a lot. And you could see that there was a lot of, hey, let's win it for Huberto and Wieger on the Flame side. And I think there was a lot of, hey, let's do this for Kachuk on the Panthers side because that game had way more intensity than a Florida Panthers-Calgary Flames game should ever have uh, so, that, that was, it was quite the contest between these two teams, and I think you could see that, not that this is going to be the start of a, a grand rivalry, these two teams play twice a year, and would only meet in the Stanley Cup playoffs if they were playing for that big trophy, which would certainly bring about a, a, a rivalry, but still, I, I don't think that that's one that you necessarily, um, is, is going to be like, oh man, Flames, Panthers, sign me up, but overall, like, that, this was an intense game, but, I do like um, a former colleague of mine, Logan Gordon, tweeting out that, like, this isn't a Kachuk revenge game. He was the one who wanted out of Calgary. Like, what? what revenge is he taking on the Flames that they constantly put him in positive situations, whether it be with Backlund and Manjapani, um, or I guess Backlund and Froelich on the, the 3M line, or in his like contract year putting him with the best playmaker on the team yes, what what dirty rotten scoundrels the Calgary Flames were. To do that to Matthew Kachuk, how could he not want revenge for that? But he's still facing his former team, he certainly is going to have uh, a little bit of extra in the game, and he, he had that and he scores the goal late you could see that there was like a yeah screw you team that traded me to the place that I wanted after giving me everything I wanted on this hockey team how dare you so I don't know if it's necessarily the the revenge tour or anything like that but watching Kachuk and watching Bennett tonight I I know there are times where it's like you know that this team isn't clicking it would be great if we just had last year's group back I didn't miss Kachuk as much as I thought I would. I'll be honest. Um, and that's even with Huberto being at the level that he is at. Obviously, if you could just, like, um, drop a Matthew Kachuk onto this team, then that would be phenomenal. But if he didn't want to be here, he didn't want to be here. Like, don't don't let the door hit you on the way out. I, I was not impressed with how he played in the Stanley Cup playoffs. That, I, If you've been uh, a listener of this show or a listener of, of other things that I have done, you know I, I hated how he played in the playoffs. And so, to, oh, it's the revenge game. It's like, yeah, get the fuck out of here. I don't care. Um, But when he scores that goal, it's just like, oh, of course, right now. And then Bennett gets a chance. Oh, is he going to do this? And today is not the day for the Sam Bennett set the flames back conversation. But Sam Bennett set the flames back a little bit. They didn't help him out either, but... Boy, if he would have turned into what we thought he was going to, things would have been a lot different around this franchise. But overall, like, I think that the the added storyline of the former Flames and the former Panthers in this game kind of stepping up was was an intriguing one that added a, a bit of fire to it. And like I said, overall, neither Huberto nor Wieger have stepped up in the way that you would want, nor have they stepped up in the way that the, the contracts that they signed would lead you to believe that they should. I do think they're getting there. As... It was pointed out in the chat, Hype-so-chromatic? chromic um, As they pointed out in the chat, uh, love that Huberto sunk one in the shootout. It's those little things that can just get a guy going, right? Like it's just seeing the puck go from my stick into that net and we got a goal it's those types of things that give you the confidence to kind of move forward. I think him with Backlund and Coleman right now, while it felt like a bit of an awkward fit on paper, it did feel like this is a uh, this is a thing that could work. And this is a thing that is working right now for the Flames. I, I think Uyghur, God, I love how he can play the game offensively. Defensively, there's still a couple of things that maybe need ironing out uh, a little bit. He and Zidorov get caught going high on that weird goal early in the third period. That it was just it was a fan shot and so I think they kind of got caught in between a little bit, but there's still some things to be ironed out but i don't think by the time this season is said and done that we're gonna be like oh man really wish matthew kachuk was here we are happy that you are here in the chat please like this video subscribe to the channel um and if also if you could share this video with your friends out on social media and everything like that it just it helps us grow these shows are always so much more fun to do when there's a bunch of people getting after it in the chat we really do appreciate all of the support that we can get. Again, that this is not a company that has a gigantic advertising budget. Um, so we would appreciate any shares that you can do to kind of keep this ball rolling a little bit. Also, if you want to support, we got the the SDPN shirt on right now. One day I'm going to get a chair that actually goes up and stays up for the whole show. But got the SDPN shirt on right now. Um, you can check that out. I believe the link is in the uh, the show notes. He says very quickly, hoping that he is right. Yes, it is. SDPnshop.ca. Um oh yeah, we can we can we can let that one slide. A couple of things from the chat as we continue on here before we get into what I have written down as segment two, but is really just a thing that I do after we talk. Uh, let's see. Was Richie injured or just Sutter? Did did Sutter just sit him? That was weird because they said on the the broadcast that it was a ten minute misconduct, and then the the game sheet said ah no it wasn't. So I don't know if Richie just sat for ten minutes just for the hell of it, um, or if he put like some weird like. Um, like, grade school thing, where it's like, oh, no, it's a half day. Yeah, I'll, I'll be home. And he's like, oh, no, I got ten. Let me just go sit for a little bit. And then fucked off for half the period. And Setter caught him and was like, how dare you? Uh, there, Robert has the, the the link in the chat as well, if you want to buy some of the, this great merch that we have at SDPN. But I don't know, uh, to be honest with you. And I'm not following, I'm not following the, uh, the press conference right now. So I don't know if something has been said uh, about Richie. Uh, but that was weird. That was really, really weird. If it's an injury, like he does on that um, on that play after Gudas hit Lindholm. By the way. Radko Gudis sucked something fierce tonight. He, like, th- there weren't a whole lot of players that stood out negatively in this game. Radko Gudis, it seemed like he was screwing something up once per shift. I don't know if that is a regular occurrence. I don't have an overly high opinion of the player, but I think the Florida Panthers are a pretty good hockey team, so he, with him on them, I just kind of assume, oh, maybe he's figured it out. He didn't on this game. He was brutal. But after he throws that hit and the whole Donny Brooks starts, um, you have Richie you kind of get like that bear hug on the dude and then they trip and fall and just crash headlong into the net. And at that point, maybe something happened. Like the, the way, maybe he had a bear, hole. I, I am wildly speculating now, but maybe he had a bear hole hug on him and landed on his wrists and that was weird. Maybe he hit his head. Maybe it's completely unrelated. Maybe he just had the case of the Huberdos from earlier before and he just had to shit a bunch in the, the, the second and third period. I'm not sure. If, he is out of the lineup. I it makes for some interesting decisions coming up and we'll get to line combinations and lineup decisions in a little bit. Uh Ras shootout winner was so di- first that Richie caught call- question coming from Luke in the chat. Um I'm just going to say hypso hipso in the chat. Uh Ras shootout winner was so dirty. I love it. Yeah, that was one as soon as Rasmus comes out, you know, it's like okay, Sutter's not doing this just on a whim. Like, he has seen something when they practice shootouts that he does that works, and it worked. That was filthy. I want more of that from Rasmus Anderson. I, like, he is a guy who has, I think, all of the tools in the toolbox to be an offensive defenseman, and I don't know if he just doesn't believe it, if the team just doesn't believe it, or if I'm just wildly overestimating his offensive skills, but I've said it before and I'll say it again. There feels like another level that this kid can get to on the offensive side of the puck that he just doesn't for whatever reason. I don't know why. Uh, I just, I, I wish... I wish there was a, a little bit more to his offensive game. You saw that in the um, in, in the overtime period where he comes streaking down the right wing side and the, the path just kind of opened up for him. It kind of reminded me, I've, I've been replaying Grand Theft Auto a little bit here. It kind of reminded me when you hit a straightaway and you're going too fast and you know you're about to crash and you know it's going to be spectacular. It's like, I know that I am way over my skis right now and it's going to end horribly. He kind of had that kind of look to him where it's like, oh man, Like this is a long stretch that I have. I don't know what to do, this is going to end terribly. And it just kind of fluttered behind the net. Like it just, it feels like he is right there from being a really dynamic offensive defenseman as well as the the great plays that he has in the defensive zone. What's your updated view on Kadri? He started so hot, I nearly tattooed his name on my ass. I still see moments of brilliance, but he hasn't quite been as consistent since. First off, I would say, never get someone's name tattooed on your ass just based on the regular season. Play out, like, that, that is, that is a rather permanent marking in a very sensitive area. Don't put yourself through that just based on regular season success. They have to earn that spot. Don't just hand it away for free. Um, updated view on Catry. Yeah. Wish I noticed him more. Really wish I would notice him more. And he seemed like one of those guys where if he's not getting it done offensively, which right now he's not, but if, if he's not getting it done offensively, there's other ways that he's going to impact the game, right? Like, um... Maybe earmuffs Robert, because I'm about to talk negatively about Foley for a second. But Tyler defoley when he's not doing it offensively, you don't see the guy out there at all, right? Like, there was a couple of times where it was like, oh, shit, he's not hurt. Okay, there he is. And for Kadri, that's not him. But it's kind of been him this year. Like, the, the, there isn't a whole lot going there. So he has kind of just been like everyone where there's just another level to get to. I, 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 wish, that, um, I wish that there was more from him. I really, really do and i think that i think you will see it i think he's kind of been caught up with everything i think the line that he was on tonight is the optimal line for him for whatever that's worth what a great game what do you guys think of the season of the flames so far uh it's been it's been so close to being like where you want it to be i think the seven game losing streak got people very very concerned as it would that's a lot of losing in a row however I do believe that this is still a good hockey team. And I think that they are starting to, to come out of it now. They lost to the Tampa Bay Lightning, but who hasn't? Like, that's that that's something that is going to, to happen. They are starting to play a bit more competitively. They are starting to do more things that lead to winning. And so I think this is a Flames team that is is starting to kind of pull the nose up on this thing a little bit. That question coming from Josh. Luke saying they keep uh, changing Kadri's line mates, which hasn't helped him. Was good to see the DNA line back together. Tonight, though, I would completely agree with that. David coming in the chat. Flames eked out a win, but boy, was that game ugly. Usually on Saturdays, Leaf games are broadcast on Sportsnet's YouTube channel and narrated by Steve Dangle. And tonight may not be an exception. It's not. Um, And then we get a uh, breakdown of Leafs things. I don't think that was ugly. I thought that was a hell of a hockey game. I I think if you're coming at it from a a coaching uh, perspective, David, that, that seemed like the of game coaches would hate. But I, I thought there was speed to it. There was a lot of talent showed in this game. There was a lot of that, that gritty board play. You saw some scrums. There was a fight. Dennis Gilbert actual, absolutely filled in Ryan Lomberg. So that was a, a wonderful bit of head trauma that we got to see in the game. Uh, there, there was a little bit of everything in this matchup. There were some phenomenal saves. There was some <laughs> kind of bad goals. There was a lot to like about this game. So, so David, while I appreciate all of the chats, uh, I am going to have to disagree with you. I I do th- I, I don't think it was a, a an ugly game. Um. Oh, oh, uh, G Singh. So they stuck with Rzichka and re-signed him, had good feelings about him at the end of last season. I, I continue to say about Roziczka, every time they do or did one of those prospect things. Whether it was development camp, or the Penticton, whatever the hell it's called, or training camp with prospects and some NHL players, Rosichka stood out at every level. So this success now is not necessarily surprising. This is a guy who has been able to get it done at multiple different levels, and now he is doing it at the NHL level. Couple things I didn't like, as we kind of compliment sandwich this with uh, segment two, and I've gone really long with the chat stuff, so um, I was gonna say apologies, but I think it's been some good stuff so far. Keep the chats coming in there, and we'll get to that here in a little bit. Markstrom, once again. And look, tonight, he had some exceptional saves. I thought he was great all game long. Uh, I thought that, uh, well, not all game long, but a lot of the game long. I thought first period, I actually wrote down in my notes, like, Markstrom kept a minute. I thought the Flames were the better team in the first period, but Florida had a couple of chances where if one of those breaks through, then the momentum completely shifts in that game. And Markstrom was able to come up with a couple of key saves that allow the Flames to to kind of get their feet back under them, take advantage, get a two-goal lead. That play behind the net can't happen. And it's excusable if it doesn't happen every fucking night. Probably not the time for an F-bomb. Flames won. We shouldn't be angry swearing. But it happens every freaking night with with him. Whether it's giving the puck away to, to Connor McDavid or it's just a bad goal. He does one thing a night that is just absolutely backbreaking, it's a gut punch. I know I had the um, the typo in my tweet where I said it's a guy punch, but it, it it's a gut punch every time that happens. And the Flames were up to nothing and they were cruising. This is such a skilled league right now. And this is such an intense league and such a tight league. There aren't a whole lot of teams that the Flames are just clearly two goals better than. Calgary is going to have to win a lot of these games by one goal. Uh, Maybe that changes as the season goes along. But right now, as they're figuring everything out, this is not a 4-2 hockey team. This is a a team that needs, like... the 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 margin for error isn't great with this Calgary Flame squad and unfortunately it gets more challenging when you're all when it feels like you're already playing behind because you have to factor in one awful goal from Markstrom a night it's getting more difficult to defend the guy and look tonight some of those saves were incredible. Even just some of the ones that he made look easy, like the Verhegi one-timer on the power play, where he is just like that—that that he goes post to post. And by the time Verhegi's letting that one-timer go, and it's not like they dilly-dally to get the puck to him, it was quick puck movement over to him, one-timer, and Markstrom's there and in position. Like it's not just the sprawling saves; it's the tough saves that he makes look easy. That is just like, why can't you do that all the time? If you could just make the easy ones look easy too, then we are. Golden with Jacob Markstrom right now. I'm not, I'm not going to, to panic and say, oh, Vladar needs to play more. Uh, this needs to be a 50-50. Vladar for sure needs to play more. Remember when it was going to be one Vladar game a week? How has that gone? I just wish Markstrom could just get it going, for God's sake. Like, it's th- this team is right there. Like I've said before. Like, I, I feel like the, the funk they were in before, for whatever reason, they are starting to come out of it. But... You're going to stay in it longer if your goalie is giving up one of those types of goals every night. It's so frustrating. The other thing that needs to get going is the power play. And every time I think that they should just dump the puck in, they try to carry it in and they turn it over. And then every time it's like, oh, okay, maybe carry it in now. Then they dump it in and they end up turning it over. Those entries are killing this team right now. If they can't score off a quick quick face-off set play, it seems like they're not getting anything going. And they try the bump back that they did with Johnny, but as has been discussed greatly... They don't have a Johnny to to go do that. One of the things I would like to see try, and I know dump and chase, especially when you're on the power play, is kind of a bad word, but when what they're doing right now isn't working. When you have Florida, there was a time, there were just four Florida Panthers just standing on the blue line, all lined up in a row, basically flat footed. You just chip the puck over them. You have four or five guys with all their momentum going in. This team is really good at puck retrieval. I don't know why that can't be the case on those types of things. I'm not saying doing it every time. I'm not even suggesting once a game. Just every once in a while, let's see how that plan works. And then there was actually an opportunity where you had them kind of outnumbered. There was a Panthers player kind of in a chase position while Backlund was skating his way through the the neutral zone. And then Backlund dumped it in. I was like, no, you had them. Their, their four-person wall was now a three-person a fence, and you had a chance to get through it, and then he jumped it in. It was just, ah, this power play needs to get going because as I said before, this team isn't good enough to just give opportunities away. You're already giving one away. When teams give you those opportunities, take advantage of them. There's so much talent on this team. Like we we discussed, Rzicke, great shot. You have uh, Anderson, great shot. Huberto, phenomenal playmaker. Kadri can do a little bit of everything. All those pieces should be working and should be coming together. You just gotta be able to get the puck in there to, to make it work. So that's been that's been very, very frustrating so far. Once again, thank you all so much for being a part of Game Over Calgary here presented by Sports Interaction. Like this video. If you missed any of it, first of all, I'm hurt. But secondly, we do have this up on a podcast. Anywhere you get your podcast, subscribe to those. It's been, I honestly haven't missed a game over yet. And it's such an amazing um, asset for hockey fans. Just every show is about half an hour. This one's going to be a little bit longer, but... Every show is like half an hour, 45 minutes. You just get caught up on every Canadian team. It's been like, I feel like I have such an in depth knowledge of all these teams now because of the great work that's going on with all the other game over shows. So, subscribe to the podcast, like this channel, follow me on social media. I am at Primetime Klein on Twitter um, for as long as that's still going. I'm also at Primetime Klein on Instagram. But please like this video. Subscribe to the channel, hit the bell icon so you get notified every time we do one of these whole things, and like the pod, or subscribe to the podcast, leave a review wherever you can. Those those little things really help us out a whole bunch. Uh, who is Gilbert? I was traveling and missed the last few games. Is he a call-up from the Wranglers? He is a call-up from the Wranglers. Don't ask me what he was doing before that. I have no idea. But, um, uh, he, he has been fine. He won a fight, and aside from that, I haven't noticed him, which is the best thing I can say about an American Hockey League defenseman. If I'm like, oh, he's still playing in the second or third period, perfect night. Exactly what you need from your your third pairing defensemans. Uh that one once again coming in from uh Hypsochromic. Oh, I'm using the wrong mouse. Two computers going on at the same time. Messing me up. Uh Rzichka Future Art Ross winner. Oh no, probably not. But he's very good. He's like, I, I don't want to, you know, jump on this too much. Let, let, let's, let the, let, let's let the guy get to 10 goals first before we start talking about that. I think that was goalie interference when Florida tied the game up at 3-3. There was a bit of a scramble. It was just such a weird play because the pass at the blue line, like you had the, I think it was a forward who was up there who was kind of like trying to block it and then realized they weren't going to shoot it right away. So kind of got caught in this weird like fencing, like, uh Kind of a thing and then the, the pass just slowly went down to the goal it might have been goal interference i think markstrom was just kind of flopping around on that one but uh, uh either way i don't think markstrom's fault luke once again saying pretty sure Markey has been in every uh dang game and every hat picks this year Um uh, i'm missing a reference there and i apologize I, but he, he's been he's been frustrating and it's been He's been frustrating, but also amazing, uh, which is a weird, weird combination to get through. Do you think Sutter keeps playing Marky because he thinks he is on the verge of overcoming his muffin sale, or is Vladar not practicing well? Truthfully, I think that Sutter can't really help himself. Uh, I think at the beginning of the year, it's great to say, oh yeah, we'll get Vladar in for one game a week, and then he looks at the schedule and says, oh, well, we can't put him in against Tampa Bay, and oh, well, then he's got a couple of days off, so we can't not put him in against the... Um, uh, against the Florida Panthers, and I mean Philadelphia. That's traditionally been a pretty good team. Can't be starting uh, Vladar in that one. Like I just, I, I truly and honestly believe he just can't help himself. Maybe there is a little bit of like just try to let Markstrom play his way out of it because he is a goalie that is best when there's a lot of action coming his way. But again, this shouldn't be get Markstrom to figure it out in November. This should be get Markstrom to April, May, April, May, and God willing June. Rested and ready to go. That that's what I think the the main priority with Markstrom should be. I, I think if he played one game less a week, it's not going to hinder him from getting into whatever role he might be getting into. I think Pelche and Zeri would be perfect with Kadri down the road. Which po- prospect do you think gets the first call up? Both of those. Um. Both of those coming from Monty. Oh, I see. I I, I either misread that. Or, I'm just blanking, but yes. Thank you very much um, for clarifying that one, Luke, for me. Uh, Steve's dangits and Steve's hat picks. My apologies. Uh, Josh saying, what the heck happened in overtime? The Flames should have scored because the Flames were all over the place because the Flames had great chances, but the Flames did not score in overtime. Yeah, that that was... It was wild how crazy this game was, and then in overtime, to seal the basketball turn, the Flames kind of just dribbled the air out of the ball. That was real, it was like, okay, this game's fast paced, I'll just get to a shootout and see what happens. That was weird. To go back to Monty's question, I think Pelce and Zari would fit perfectly with, with Kadri down the road. I think that's really interesting. I would like to see when Palce gets called up, see him put in, in that kind of a role, for sure. And I think Zari would be great with him as well. I have been kind of banging the drum for Zari to be called up. But honestly, my opinion changed after hearing Audie and Mike talk about it. What game were they? Was that the Saturday game against him? One of the game overs that um, I don't think it was the Saturday game. It was the game before that. But, oh, it was the game I was at. Against the Kings. Um, With Mike talking about how you have Zari kind of like guiding his own line right now and just like another adding another level to his game Uh, i think it's really important for for him to to continue to develop there so i I was just looking at the stats and be like oh this former first round pick is starting to play like a, a first round pick let's call him up but Mike adding a little bit more context to that. It's like, well, no, like right now, he has a line that is all about what he is being able to, to drive and he is being able to dictate. And that line is still working. Let's let him grow through that a little bit more. So I, I liked that perspective from Mike. I, I think the next prospect to get called up I think probably I think it should be Phillips. He he would be the one that, that I would call up next. Um, I, I think maybe like I, I think he and Pelche would both be good. We'll see. Like if if Richie is down for any length of time, and we'll see what's up with Lewis. I, I do think he started playing some more regular shifts as that game went on, but he took that puck off the wrist and then just immediate beeline for the bench. So we'll see. If both of those guys are down, I would call both the kids up. I think realistically, it's probably Rooney, and that's frustrating. But I I would call up Pelche and uh, Phillips. I would probably do Phillips first. I think he is more likely to to kind of thrive in a bottom six environment that the Flames might be asking him to at this point. Just a couple quick hitters before we bounce out of this one today. Reminder, share this uh, video with all of your friends so we can keep this conversation rolling here. One player who's been really, really good, who hasn't been talked about a whole lot, Noah Hannafin. I have loved Noah Hannafin's game to start this season. And there was a couple of things, like defensively, he's great. But offensively, there was a couple of plays where he made in the offensive zone. The, the one that was kind of, it, not a slap pass, but like a wrist pass down to Backlund, who deflected it on goal on the power play. Like, th- that is, it's great vision, it's great execution, and it's great awareness. And then, it's clearly a set play, but he kind of cycles down to the half wall and then slides it up to Backlund for a one-timer. He does it so perfectly and so effortlessly. He's another one. I, I do feel like the Flames might want to get their blue line a little little bit more activated in the offensive zone and I think Hannafin is one who could really benefit from that like I I think this is a guy who has the potential especially the way defensemen are playing now in the NHL he has the skating and the ability to I think reach another level I know I know I'm asking like hey this guy's already a number one defenseman in this league maybe elevate a little bit more but I, I I do think there's a touch more there that can be unlocked with Noah Hannafin if they they let him really go on the offensive side but no he has been great and Hipso, uh, agreeing with me. Hannafin gets no attention because he's always so dependable. Agree, he's been great. And may- maybe that's it. It's just like, he, he ever. We're, we're trying to figure out a bunch of stuff. He's just over there being awesome. And we'll just leave him over there being awesome. I think for now, the line combinations are working. Eventually, Huberto is going to need to be elevated. And maybe eventually, Rozichka isn't a top-line player on this team. But for right now, I think this is what needs to be... And there, there might be a couple of tweaks here and there, but I think for the moment, at least the top three is kind of where it should be. I do wish that they would play the kids more. And Rozich is a perfect example of this. Look at—he was a healthy scratch for a little bit. He gets called up, or a healthy scratch after he gets called up. Now he gets thrown into the lineup, and he gets put in a role to succeed, and he is thriving right now. And just because he is doing it doesn't mean every 22-year-old is just going to come up and be super dope. But I think it does need to show that what's going on in the American Hockey League is working. And you do have some talented people who are ready to come up and make an impact on this team. It doesn't have to be Lewis every night, who I get is an analytics darling, but so is everyone who plays with Backlund. And I'm not just saying it's just because he's playing with Backlund, but I... I feel like the, the numbers aren't telling the whole story when it comes to Lewis. And Rooney, if he didn't play again for the Flames, it's not going to, to break my heart. He is the perfect 13th forward. Have him up there in the press box. If you don't want to waste the call-up on a game or two, then fine. Rooney can go in for Richie if Richie's banged up for a night, or if Lewis is banged up for a night. But I, I do think that this is showing if you give some of these kids a chance, then they are going to be successful. I'm not saying every call-up needs to play with Lindholm and Toffoli for 25 minutes a night, but just bring these kids up and see the impact. You saw the impact that Rzichka had last year. That fourth line was unplayable a year ago. They brought up Rzichka, put him on that fourth line, and all of a sudden, that was one of the better fourth lines in the NHL, which isn't saying a ton, but it's something. And it's a whole lot better than what it was. And for a Flames team that, again, is just trying to figure out what they are and who they are, I think having um, a little bit of that fire coming up from the Wranglers, no pun intended, is something that would really help this team take another step. Last one that I want to talk about tonight is uh, Nikita Zdorov. I thought he had an excellent game, and man, his skating just blows me away. Every time. There was a couple of plays. It's not just like the straight line stuff, which he's been getting quite a bit better at, but it's a couple of plays where he, he's in traffic and he's able to protect the puck, guide it out of danger, and then skate it up ice. Like the, the way that he is able to to skate himself out of trouble has been really impressive. And again, bit of a, a an oopsie on the goal this evening. That, or one of the goals this evening that, that ended up uh, forcing this game into overtime. But for the most part... At the beginning of the year, it was, was gonna do two things a night that are awesome, and then two things a night that are gonna leave you scratching your head. Those awesome things have stuck around. The head scratching, starting to go away. It's at least more positive than negative right now. And I think that is a huge boost for the Calgary Flames. As like, we know, like the, the top three guys are pretty set, right? Hannifin, Anderson, and Tanev are are all quite good. Weger is going to get there, if you can get a little bit of that consistency from a third pairing, whether it be with Zodorov and a Gilbert, or whatever the pairings may be, if you can get that consistency out of them, that would be so huge for the Flames moving forward. That is going to do it for the program today. The next time you will hear from Game Over is, uh, Game Over Calgary anyway, is Monday as the Flames continue their Eastern Road Trip against the Philadelphia Flyers. Once again, like this video, share, subscribe, um, subscribe to the podcast, rate and review on there. You can follow me on social media, Twitter uh, and Instagram. I am at primetime Klein. Um, I also have a Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash primetime PK. I am on TikTok as well. I shared that link on my Twitter page at primetime Klein. Um, I'm not just like slowly growing this mustache here for no good reason. Right now, I feel like I'm in the Chandler trying to grow a mustache on Friends phase, um, but uh, I'm doing this for Movember, I do have a Movember page, uh, if you want to donate to that it would be greatly appreciated as well thank you all so, 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 so much for tuning in, it was fun chatting with you all and I will talk to everyone later, have a it's 5.40 and the flames are already done What a, afternoon hockey is a beautiful thing, go out and enjoy the rest of your day everyone, and we will talk to you all later, thank you all so much yeah! Powered by Sports Interaction. Canada Sportsbook.